This is the refill. This is the refill. That's going to be the new theme song, Crystal. Oh, I was like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) This is the refill. No, uh, it's actually not. Um, So, yeah, we... uh, just had to come back real quickly just to uh do something that we did in season one that i don't think we've done for season two the refill this is only our second episode what are you talking about a refill season two yes you said we haven't done it for season two we only have one episode no i said we haven't done a refill for season two yeah the reason is because we only have one episode no we have four episodes of season two what are you talking about yes where have you been? Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to come back in here because uh, we want to talk about some other stuff. Kind of a um, a refill and a, uh, part two to another conversation that we had on episode three of season two. <laughs> We're Sorry. talking about cancel culture. Take it away, Crystal. Um. Okay, now that I'm all caught up. <laughs> um. So we talked about cancel culture and the whole dynamic and how I was basically sick of it. Um. And then we had this uh situation happened um you know with the social unrest with the killing of george floyd actually prior to george floyd it was the ahmaud aubrey aubrey mm-hmm. make sure i say that right um brianna taylor happened in between yes that. and brianna taylor um and this this everything just kind of like just spewed over um into this whole black lives matter um movement and so there's been so much activity uh positive or negative especially on social media regarding um, how can I put this um, who's chosen to speak out and who has not. Yes. Um, there have been some people of influence or just people in general um, who have spoken out and shared their piece as it pertains to their um, support of black lives matters. And then there have been some people, I guess who the culture expected to say something hasn't said anything for whatever reason. Right. Um, and there has just been this uproar and a lot of calling out and a lot of tagging Absolutely. and a lot of things as it pertains to the Black Lives Matter movement. And so um, I have shared this on um, another platform that I was on. Um, it, it And it has spewed over into another conversation of cancel culture because if we don't get the response that we think we should or we don't get the... Um, I would say the um, acknowledgement that we're looking for, yeah. we automatically cancel a person. Or yeah. if they craft a statement and it doesn't sound the way I think it should sound, or um, I don't think it's with the best intent, then that's I'm true. It, uh, you know, upon myself to cancel you, and then you know how that goes. That perpetuates to and all I mean, of my friends and things like that. So I'm not done. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, my bad. So, um, <laughs> I, 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 I'll, I'll hold my peace. <laughs> And so I just think that and I told Devesh, I said, I think we need to continue to talk about this because it's just been too prevalent, um, just been too prevalent. And to be honest, it really made me um, really frustrated because I feel like that's where all of our energy was going. Yeah, um, partially. I, I mean, I <laughs> especially online. I had a conversation uh, with a friend of mine who is basically literally I don't know if it's because she's working from home or whatever. Mm hmm. But literally been like searching her timeline for racist white people or people who are just like not anybody that's like all wow. lives matter or ain't saying nothing. She like blocking them. And, wow. okay. and if they say something out of the way or something that she doesn't agree with, she's like tagging employers and like Whew. people in that county. And I'm just like, that is way too much. Um, And so I've been seeing a lot of people do it. Yeah. Like, I mean, people have literally gotten other people fired um for uh, they did that in raleigh to a educator wow um a lady made a statement and 
I think she was an em- employed at one of the local high schools, and um, yeah, they went for the juggler. Um, what was the I, statement? I don't remember what the statement was. It was something that was not, um, I felt like appropriate. But again, at the same time, um, I I think with the whole employer thing, um, I think people have to realize that even though people are actually getting fired, people are actually probably only getting fired under the guise of they don't want negative press. Oh, yes, because of course, you can't fire someone for an opinion. Absolutely. Now, if they are, um, if that's their beliefs or their whatever, um, a, an employer cannot fire you for that because that is discrimination. Right. However, if it's something that you're, you know, perpetuating am- amongst your students or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. then that's different. Right. Uh, that's a different conversation. However, um, I just think that this has spewed into something um that i think is problematic and almost borderline unrealistic okay um nobody it is true we all have opinions um however there are some people that that are under the guides of um there's several classes to this there are some people who know what to say yes and consider and, and communicate it appropriately, mm-hmm. and it will be palatable. There are some people who, to be honest, black, white, green, blue, they don't know what to say. Yes. Um, there are some people who may say stuff, and it doesn't come across the clearest. True. Um, and then there are some people that choose not to say anything at all because there's so many other people talking. You know, that person may just say, I don't want to speak. I'll just do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just feels like as an African-American female, we as a community are not giving space for the multiplicity of people or the types of people. We want it one way and we want it to look and sound a certain way. Yeah. Um, I think it's unfair. Gotcha. Um, and I have said this. On you know, it's just my personal opinion. I think it's unfair because we have a lot of people talking. We have a lot of people talking, um, and I tell people all the time: brands, people of influence. Yeah, you have to know these people have PR behind them. Absolutely. So I can craft a great statement to make you think I'm with you and do nothing for your community. Absolutely. When this is over. So to me, your statement means nothing mm-hmm. if there is no work behind it. I get it. One of the one of the main main I would say one of the first legs of healing for most people with trauma is acknowledgement. Yeah. So I get it as a community. You know, we've been dealing with trauma for over four hundred years. You know, we want somebody to say we have been doing y'all wrong. Yeah. And I totally get it. Um, but at the same time, I think that we are just canceling people left and right because it doesn't sound the way we think it should, or it's not coming out in a timely manner. We, now we don't give we don't get nobody no time to get nothing together. No, okay? we 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 don't get nobody no time to get their thoughts together. We don't nothing. No nicely crafted <laughs> statement. Forty eight hours, you ain't said nothing. You blocked. Yeah, you know, that's, that's true. I'm just like, okay. Um, there's a lot of a lot of people have been calling out, and I think that because, and it's sad. I actually had this conversation yesterday. Our culture leans on the influence of entertainers. We do media. We do um, athletes. We need them to speak up in places of influence. And some of them have chosen not to for several reasons. Yeah. Uh, and um, I know that there have been some scenarios that we'll kind of pull out. But I personally think that as a community, our energy is going to the wrong places. Okay. Um, you know, with the whole cancel culture thing, I think what we're doing, this is the reason why I think it's problematic. I think we are um, tearing down the right for people to have an opinion or tearing down the right, let me back up, for people to have an opinion that differs. Okay. Um, or for people to choose to approach in a situation a, a different way, a certain way, mm-hmm. you know. 
um, it's got to look one way. I don't like that. And I think that that's what's happening as a culture. We're looking to say, you know, hey, you got to do it the way we want it to look. Yeah. And um, when it doesn't happen, you know, you're canceled, at least for the moment. Yes. You, you know how this goes, at least for the moment. Uh, and then we have to sometimes, because we haven't done our due diligence to really see what's going on or to even wait and see how things unfold, we sometimes we have to take back some of the stuff that we've said because we talk prematurely. And, that and, then, we re- and then we realize, you know, Joe Blow gave $500,000 to... You know, the local social justice campaign, and we like, oh. Sorry. You know, my bad. Well, he should have put it on social media. I've seen, <laughs> I see, I saw something. I heard somebody say this yesterday. That's terrible. And I've kind of adopted this. They said, just because it's not posted doesn't mean it's, I'm not postured. Yes. And I think that. <laughs> that, that could be true. It is, I think it is so true because someone like me, I don't live my every waking moment of my life on social media. Right. I could be having meetings. I could be, you understand what I'm saying? And I understand that social media is our mass outlet mm-hmm. at this point for media uh, spread. But everybody doesn't live by that creed. That's true. And so we feel like everything's got to be posted. Everything's got to be on social media. Everything's got to be, you know, uh, vis- visible. Um, and I think that that's unfair. When COVID-19 hit, Everybody was feeding essential workers. Yeah. But everybody was also filming it. Yeah. At the end of the day, are you doing it to film it, to show people that you're feeding essential workers? Or is your main focus feeding essential workers? So is my statement on my social media platform really because I'm under under undergirding? Is my statement on this social media platform because I'm undergirding the movement? Or because I want to appear a certain way to community so I won't be canceled or, you know, y'all won't be on my back or I won't lose my following or whatever the case may be. I have literally, (laughs) I don't call no names, but I literally watched an Instagram video from an athlete and I was like, what is he talking about? (laughs) I think he felt the need and the pressure to say something. I'm like, I don't even think you even know what you're talking about. Mm, no, but again it's that pressure that hey I have money you know I have a following I have a person of influence let me get up here and say whatever right um, and so I think that we need the right people talking yeah in the right spaces um, asking the right questions and everybody can have an opinion but I don't think we should be extending our energy demanding so much from um, people uh, without giving them the space to be free to express themselves however they want to. Um, everybody has a love language. True. Words of affirmation is not everybody's word love language. Some people's love language is acts of service. So there may be a local pastor that may never do a Facebook live, but he may be in that community in the in the trenches when it comes when the rubber meets the road. Right. Uh, what's more important to us? Um, and why are we canceling people? Because they haven't done it our way. I, I just don't think it's fair. And I mean, I, I'll take the L for it. I personally just don't, um, I, I, I don't think it's fair. And I don't think we put equal demand. At, and I think that that's the biggest thing for me. We don't put equal demand on certain people. So, for example, we were trashing local pastors. Oh, I ain't heard uh, Bishop so and so. Ain't heard this. Oh, we were we were we were trashing um, certain entertainers. Uh-huh. Oh, where's Kanye? Where's this? I didn't see nobody call Beyonce out. Nobody. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be funny. You don't get any more iconic than Beyonce. Oh yes, I yeah. Continue. You know, so my thing is, it was like okay. You know, I think that she ended up making some type of statement from her company or whatever the case may be. But it's like we calling out brands. I mean, we are tagging these brands like we ain't heard from you. Yeah, we waiting. Mm-hmm. And then um, there was an uproar in the um, plus size fashion industry. Wow. From a brand called El- named Eloquy. Okay. 
um, Torrid as well on Lane Bryant. Um, but Eloquy basically put a statement out that said, we've been silent. Um, we didn't really know how to address this. We realized that uh, a very small, uh, they, they, they said they realized that a large majority of their customer base is African-American. Okay. Um, and a very small portion of their company is in their C-suite and on executive board. Yeah. They realize it's wrong and they need to change it. People rip them to shreds. Wow. Okay. To me, I feel like, isn't that what this is about? That Yes. Acknowledgement. Acknowledgement, awareness, and change. And change. But literally. Well, what, what do you think people were expecting them to say? Black Lives Matter. <laughs> and nothing else. And, and, and. Yeah. And, it, but 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 again, um, and, and I had this conversation with my sister. If if they say that, and it, things don't change, then we have a right as a community, as consumers, to address it. Okay. But if you say to me, I realize something's got to change, and nothing, and your percentages change. Right. Nothing. How y'all do things change? Exactly. Then, then, then we need to have another conversation. Mm-hmm. Let me give you the opportunity to fix it. True. Because I feel like that's what this whole is about: Con- reconciliation, change. Let me give you an opportunity to change it. But on the flip side, we make those demands. But how many black-owned businesses have diversity in their C-suites? How many black-owned businesses have diversity on their executive board? Matter of fact, we probably ain't even got no executive boards in some of our black-owned businesses. Unfortunately. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hold my mule, Jesus. No, I mean, let's... Hey, if we're going <laughs> to demand... If we're, if we're going to put the demand oh. on them, are we prepared for that same conversation? That's true. So my question is, okay, let's give them an opportunity to make the changes. If they don't, as a consumer, you have your have a right to say, you know what? We did it with Starbucks. We sure did. We sure did. Did we not? We did do it with Starbucks. We canceled Starbucks and three hours later. I never canceled Starbucks. Me either. All I said, I said, are there any black-owned coffee shops in the Raleigh-Durham area? And I meant it, not that I, not to stop drinking at Starbucks, but to at least give myself some other options. But here's the thing, Debashi, you've always had options. I know, and it bothered me that um, I never even sought out another option because i like starbucks coffee and i'm still going to drink my starbucks coffee and hey you have to deal with that i like my chick-fil-a and i'm gonna keep eating my chick-fil-a and you just have to deal with that so let me ask you this if you just came to that level of awareness Uh as a black man yeah why is it not okay for someone that's not black to come to that level of awareness and say, I need to change it. So we'll, we'll no, I'm, I'm, okay I agree. You. I agree. 100%. And even, even with the, even with the, I just, I just think, and I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm going against, you know, the whole black lives matter thing or whatever. No, I don't think I, you I are. Think, I think for me, I want us to be responsible. Yeah. As a community, I responsible get the trauma. in our in our in our trauma. I yeah, get, yeah. I, I get I get the trauma. I get the upsetting, the protesting. That's why I haven't even really even spoke on that. Oh, mother, you've spoken. You've spoken tonight. Continue. Um, I haven't <laughs> spoken on protesting because, you know, that's for some people. When you suppress people for so long, <laughs> you're gonna get what you're gonna get. That's true. But we but we can only protest but for so long. Uh, I agree. We, we, we I don't only, think, me personally, I don't think we protested long enough. So, no. fight on my brothers and sisters <laughs> from you your know, brother Debashi. Fight on. But but at the same time, I feel like when we do get an audience, uh-huh. we, have to, we have to have the right ask. That's true. We have to have the right demand. And it can't be. And that's, it has to be clear. Our ask can't be, I need a statement on social media. No. That can't be it. We have to do more. Um, 
I said this to a friend, she's an avid Chick-fil-A eater. Um, and she was like, oh, you know, it was disheartening to me. I eat Chick-fil-A almost every day. And then she actually did her re- research and realized that Ch- Chick-fil-A is franchised. It is. So just because the Chick-fil-A down the street from your house may have given money to President Trump doesn't mean the entire organization has supported his campaign. That's number one. Number two, um, you have a right to continue to um, go to Chick-fil-A if you want to. Um, that's not going to make you less black yeah. at all. Some people still bumping um, R. Kelly uh, you know, records. That's, and no, that's not, hey, yeah, not going to make you. You can listen to whatever you want to listen to. That's not going to make you less black. But what it could do is turning into an opportunity where you could go to some of these businesses or franchises to say, hey, can you support this movement or whatever the case may be? That's an opportunity. It is. But we um, we don't give that. We don't. We just cancel people. And we literally cancel Starbucks. And, we did. And, 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 and I'll ask you, why do you think they responded the way they responded? Woo! 21 minutes later. All right. Um... I honestly, I I don't really, I don't agree with the cancel culture, but I also don't believe in cancel culture. I think cancel culture is something that is momentary. I think it's completely momentary. I mean, you give it about another two years, that same person, that same business, that same whomever will no longer be canceled because honestly, that person still got to live. So they're going to make money some other way. So however way you want to put it, People will rebrand themselves and bounce back. We have seen countless times, even in the church world, where someone that has been thought to be the most demonic thing ever, give them two, three, and one years and some counsel from their pastor, and they put out another album. And the oh, church just says, dear. let's go. We're going to enjoy Jesus. Hallelujah. And they're on the, on, on the next flyer. So it happens. I did, I don't really think it that I think we put too much energy in, into council culture. I think that, um, that athletes and and, and um, celebrities and whatever have you, yes, they have wonderful influences, but they are not the saviors of the world. Some of them, all they know how to do is rap, act, and or whatever, or or or, or do politics or whatever have you. They never signed up to be the next Malcolm X, and I don't I don't expect them to be because. Like you said, that one basketball player, you're like, what the heck are you talking about? Um, wh- I was watching um, Dave Chappelle. Um, he he did a um, comedy special recently. And he was like, y'all don't want to hear from me. You say you do, but you really don't want to hear from me. My one voice is not going to change anything. Yeah, but Dave Chappelle, take him too long to get it out. It do. It'd be good, though. If you haven't seen his new special, it's on his um, Instagram IG. It's really good. But he was like... What what more can I say? He's like, number one, you have to realize I'm old. I don't have the same energy to be out there on the streets and every single day. he just came from being canceled himself. Absolutely. Y'all, so. y- let, let, let's not remember, he was canceled at one time too. He was. Bounced back and the man made millions of dollars on, ne- on a Netflix deal. So, hey, again, cancel culture is temporary. So then we have to talk about these businesses are supposed to be canceled or whatever. I I think that the internet, is especially in, in, in our area of the culture, of the internet culture, that they, they like to see, for some reason, the negative. If they can make a positive to a negative or make it out to be a joke, they will go with that. Regardless if it's positive or not, I um, not just with Starbucks, but also the Be Simone um, thing. She made a comment about her personal dating preference. That woman is a millionaire. What did you expect her response to be? She's she's probably not going to date the uh, FedEx guy that dri- drives his truck. <laughs> she's probably not at this stage in her life. That doesn't make her any better. It. it Honestly, it, it, it doesn't at all. It just means that she's in a, just a different bracket of life. So that means my thought process and what I'm dealing with on a regular basis, you're not going to get. 
yeah. of just waking up every day and driving your truck and going home or flipping your burger or heck designing your flyer or what, what, whatever has you know this is a creative podcast so it's like any job or folding your clothes at the department store or whatever your thought process you don't even know what a million dollars looks like to make some of us would, won't even make that in our lifetime and our, our entire lifetime and that girl i don't even think she's 30 years old yet yeah so when she makes a comment like that i didn't take offense as a black man i'm not on her level and most of the people that were counseling her ain't on her level either but it feels good to bring her down to make me feel as though that i can now come up Mm -hmm. you got a lot of climbing to do in my opinion yeah, it's the same thing um, when we um talking about businesses. Yeah, somebody, some it could be it. It, it don't even have to be the company because I don't even think it was the whole company that that can make a, a statement. It could be a manager of a franchise company that can make a statement, and all of a sudden we demonize the entire company. Chick-fil-A. This they is this Chick-fil-A. is this is this is exactly what we're fighting about. You are making a generalization of one person, and then applying it to an entire race of people. We cannot be hypocritical in this moment. I just, I don't understand that. And it's like the hypocrisy that even even in the church realm that we're now holding people way above the standard that we hold ourselves. Mm-hmm. If somebody was to go down your timeline right now, you probably would lose your job. Yeah. Let's be clear. Let me run through your contacts in your phone and see if you would keep your job. Let's be honest. I think people put are, are putting too much energy, way too much energy into the idea that you even have the power enough to cancel someone else. Now, I'm not saying that you that if you say an off comment or if you say because honestly, I, I think that whole I think retractions are a little dumb to me. You meant what you said. Just deal with the reper- repercussions. I don't need. I personally, I don't need your retractions. I don't. Yeah. You can say I'm sorry. Yes, but and in that moment, you meant it. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't need your statement. You know. Um. And so, yes, yeah, somebody could make an off the wall comment, whatever have you. Um. I was reading a post it was a, it was a white gentleman he had he was kind of telling about his um um experience my brother had posted actually um his experience <clears throat> when he was younger he said that it was a um he was on a on the playground and a um young black boy was just being incredibly annoying to him he then calls the little black boy an n-word well the teacher and everyone else that heard him they got him together real quick they got him real quick. And then he says that that moment right there followed him even throughout his entire life because then it was like that moment made me not because of what I said and that I hurt that person. It was that the repercussions that I got. So I blamed him and anybody who looked like him for the rest of my life. And so that little moment of something that wasn't even spoken in my household, it was something I heard other friends and other other people um talk about so that informed me he's like but that one mistake it took me years to understand that that was the catalyst of the 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 catalyst for creating racism in my life Mm -hmm. okay and to look at well now that i am kind of i'm reformed now and have made better decisions blah, blah 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 he said no that moment happened he said, I don't even know where that young boy is that I called the N-word. He's had to, he probably had to deal with that for the rest of his life. So, yes, I apologize for for that moment and other moments in my life. That's, that was who I was then. Mm-hmm. I've then now progressed and um, had moments of reflection. So it's like, yeah, if depending on where we are right now, we would just cancel him. Yeah. But we 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 never let any area or any room of grace for some type of transform, transformation to happen so that your your old ways are no longer your old ways and they, then you 
are reformed to some new way of thinking. We don't give that. I think the whole purpose of this, um, if we do not, um, well, I'll start by saying this. Everybody's experience shapes their perspective. Good, bad, and indifferent. Um, And I think that we have to be, I would admonish people, not have to be, but I would admonish people if you have people in your space that share a different opinion or a different perspective on anything, especially with this Black Lives Matter situation, if there's a white person that is saying all lives matter and you take that offensively, have a conversation with them. Well, and here's, here's, here's the reason why I say that. Pray for but, me. But hold on. Here's the reason why I say that. Because... Um, a friend was sharing with me that um, there was a lady that was on social media and I think he said she was from Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, she couldn't understand. She made a comment about the protesting and looting. She couldn't understand why people were doing that. And she was saying, because where I'm from, that's not a norm. Like, why... Why would you, why would you burn down, you know, your own community? Why would you, you know, and she, she literally, and so my friend said he was, you know, just kind of on the post and he said that he read her comment. He said, and, and, and in my heart, I really didn't think the lady was being malicious. I really think that because of where she lives and whatever culture she is accustomed to that she, she really meant what she said that, that she had mm-hmm. not, you know, um, experienced that. And so he inboxed her. And was just trying to, you know, kind of explain to her, hey, listen, this is because of this result. He said, turn into a really great conversation. He said, here's the thing. That lady may not change overnight. But at the end of the day, the next time she gets ready to make a statement, at least she'll have a perspective from a black person. Yeah. From a conversation that she's had that she may say, "Hmm, well, I kind of get it. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever the case may be. I just feel like, again, just like we say. Um, you know, we're a product of our environment. So, so, so is everyone else. That's true. So we all know hate racism that is perpetuated. That is taught. That is something that, and, and, and it's just kind of like, um, uh, I don't know if you haven't seen the movie little fires everywhere. I have. Um, and I'm just saying anybody okay, that's out there you. listening, if you haven't go watch it. Um, it, you know, there's so many underlining themes that you can take from the movie. But one of the things that I took from the movie is that they were raised with a certain level of privilege. Yeah. Um, the kids were, and they knew it and they lived with it. And until they realized that it wasn't okay, Yeah, it, it wasn't okay anymore until it wasn't okay anymore. You know, <laughs> and true. I think a lot of, I'm not going to say all. But there are some Caucasians out there that are saying, okay, this is not okay. Yes, there are. There are. This is not okay. And what can I do, you know, to, you you had a Facebook Live the other day. There were Caucasian men on there saying, what can I do to change this narrative? You know, thank you for your transparency. I never knew y'all felt like this. I never knew you had experienced that. Y'all, we live in two different worlds to a certain degree. Absolutely. You know, and I think that that you're not going to be able to change, in the words of my brother, the world, but you may be able to change your world. And so I think that with all the protesting and all the looting and all this stuff, if we are not looking to have a heart of change and to really make this thing work. What sense does it make to have a person next to you in your sphere, in your reach, that has a different perspective of you? You never have a conversation with them. You automatically write them off as racist. You automatically do whatever and, and, and have no conversation with them. Yeah, that's not healthy. It's not. It's not healthy. And to be honest, you're, what you're basically doing is you're creating a sense of separatism. Mm-hmm. And and, 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 and and further division and further division. So my thing is this: Let's have. I, I want to give a, a special shout out to our pastor, Bishop Ronald Gobby, because he had a segment um, during our one of our Tuesday night services um, with a Caucasian brother that goes to our ministry, and he actually shed a perspective that I don't think many people um, thought about. You know, he's amongst mostly African Americans. 
And he said, to be honest, I've been very quiet because I'm scared to say anything because I don't want to offend anybody. As long as I've been around African-American culture, have a lot of African-American friends. He's been a part of our ministry five years or so. Yep. You know, I kind of know, you know, how, you know, I've been around African-Americans, but I still am on my toes because I don't want to say the wrong thing. And that's a lot of allies. I've had similar conversations with um, other um, um, white cohorts that they don't. It is. It's a weird place for them and i know they're not racist i know you know we, we some of these people i've been cool with for years you know yeah. and um and we've had other conversations not just about race but just other things so i kind of know where they kind of like stand in their uh, their personal life but it is a hard place because it's like if i don't say anything i'm wrong if i say something and i don't say it right, right. i'm wrong if i say it and I feel as though that I am beating up even on my own people, then I'm wrong. And it's like, then, then it's like, okay, so what do I do? Because a lot of them want to speak. They do. They want to speak up. Um, some of them aren't as vocal as others. It's just not their personality. Um, and, and, and Devashi, that's not just white people. Yeah, true. That's that's, that's that's not that's not just that's not just. I just believe that in, in in this particular moment in time, you do what you can. We're not asking anybody. Well, at least we shouldn't be asking anybody. We can't we can't all be Malcolm. We all can't be um the, on the front lines. It's just not going to happen. Do what you can, and I hope whatever decision that you make, just is on the right side of history. That's really what, all I care about because you 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 may not agree with every everything that the black the black lives matter movement has has um pointed out as far as on their checklist of things that they want. Um you may not agree, you may think that everything is copacetic or whatever have you. Have you just be on the right side of history. This is a mo- this is a very transformative moment in our history that if we don't Absolutely. get it right, Absolutely. we will be doomed to repeat it over and over and over again. We have had these moments, but for some reason this moment just feels different. Well, I think the difference in this moment is because it's not just a it, I don't want to make sure I say this right. I'm not going to say it's not about race at all. But there's a, po- a political undercurrent as well. Absolutely. As race. So I, it's not I think it's not it's not just race. So when people and I've said this earlier so this people probably if you listen to both podcasts you're going to just hear it. Um what bothers me about the all lives matter comment. Okay. This this is what this is how I internalize it. And I may be wrong okay. or whatever have you. But it we'll say we'll have Black Lives Matter over here. We have All Lives Matter here. To use that as a rebuttal to Black Lives Matter for me comes off almost like whitewashing to me. Okay. To in the same same way that um, in the 50s, 60s, and 70s that you would have a black artist that would record music and that because, honestly, they just didn't really know much about the business, you would have a white artist would take that exact same song, re-record it, put it out as their own, and then mm-hmm. 20, 30 years from now, they're the uh, they're Elvis, Elvis Presley for songs that he himself had nothing to do with. Mm-hmm. But they just repackage it, you know, those yeah. moments. And that that's happened countless times countless times again. We saw the movie Dream Girls. Happening it just it yeah, happens. It happens. So for me, it was like we just couldn't have Black Lives Matter. It had to be a rebuttal statement that co ops the significance of this moment. So when I for me, when I hear that I hear it as as if in that I just want to be retaliatory. I just want I, I just want to have something that I can um, fight against. Um, this word has too much power, okay. so I'm trying to cheapen it, or I'm, or I'm again I'm whitewashing it, and with with the all lives matter because 
for some reason people just don't get that we're not saying black lives are superior. I and I think that's the misconception mm-hmm. is that when we're saying that that we're saying that we're better or that our lives matter more than you than, than, than yours and that's an incorrect statement and I don't know from what lens that that thought process comes up because it's um, it just was shown um, this past week the gentleman um, the uh, during the um, the peaceful protest of the KKK members mm-hmm. that were standing on the side of the street they had Trump 2020 and all lives matter all lives matter sign along with whatever their um, other paraphernalia that went along with it it was like this is our example of your of opposition not that yes i agreed to this and i also agree to that mm-hmm. so that's why it's really hard for me to internalize a positive from the statement i agree all lives matter absolutely every every life is precious every life is important but that's not really the conversation right now so uh, let me play devil's advocate here do you feel like um, I, I agree with you. I think it's several reasons um, that narrative could be misconstrued. Black Lives Matter. Um, I agree with you. I believe that all lives matter. Um, so definitely believe that Black Lives Matter. But I think that um, no, there is no but. Um, I think that there's several reasons why. Um, that superiority that you say you think is being communicated is not really being communicated in the Black Lives Matter media. We just want to be treated, you know, equally, equal, equally, or at least somewhere remotely close. Yeah. Um. You know, and I think that that is is what people want to acknowledge, and I think it's fair. Um. But as far as the devil's advocate, there are several other sects. Um. That even as the black community, we don't support on that level. True. Um, you know. So again, I'm I'm not I'm not here to um, discredit the black community because I am an African American woman. But what I am saying is, there's a lesson in this for all of us. Absolutely, and I if we and if I, we mismanage this moment, yeah. I'm afraid because if we tilt too far either way right, and don't find somewhere how to meet in the middle, then it really will turn into... We are into, perpetuating the same thing that we... If, if we it'll go, really turn into a race war. Right. And I'm, I'm scared about that because where... Um, I don't think that this moment really calls for that. How how do you and this is what I was gonna say, how do you say I am not trying to make the statement Black Lives Matter superior when you have all over social media everybody saying buy only black, eat only black, only shop black, mm-hmm. um, black owned business is this. Mm-hmm. You know, it it may not be looked at as I'm just trying to empower my people, but what it looked at is I'm really trying to X out anything that is not black which we all know 100% just cannot be done that's just, at this point. To, to me that's just a reaction you to know, trauma yeah but at the same time even in that there's a piece of dysfunction in that because of the at the end of the day it's like okay number one we don't even have the economical demand you know like we don't even have the ability to just X out you no. know that you know, world, that no. industry, number one. Number two, not at this point anyway. Um, number two, again, the form of separatism that occurs when that happens. I know everybody's saying, you know, the quote of Martin Luther King says, you know, I think, you know, after segregation, I mean, integration, no, I think I've led my people into a burning building. Um, I think the purpose of the, this is my crystals um, focus. Um, I'm amongst all kinds of people. Yeah, I realize that whatever the grace is on my life, I will not just serve white people. I mean, black people. Um, I will coexist. Um, 
I do, I do know that I need a level of understanding of other cultures. Yes. Um, whatever that may be. Um, however, I think that this is a time for us to be able to understand and coexist without the consistent offense. Like you said, if we're able to do this right, I'm not going to 100% agree. Right. There are legislations right. that, that Caucasian communities may want that I may think is the dumbest thing since sliced bread. That's true. You understand what I'm saying? They're not going to agree with everything that we want, but I cannot write everybody off that differs in opinion, even about my race. True. You know, Absolutely. Because there are black people that differ in opinion. As it pertains to black people. Come on, Candace. <laughs> so, you know, and, and not even just even on a negative scale of that. Literally, you could say, you know, I think black people are this and I could say, mm. you, you understand what I'm I mean, saying? That, 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 that's that, true. That happens. I think that's that's called the melting pot of, you know, America. What, but well, really, the, the, I mean, one thing um, that Mr. Brown did say, the experiment that is known as the um, as America can still happen. But we just cannot be blind to the reality of where America is right Absolutely now. Absolutely not. We cannot live in total just um, a a hope of the horizon of what's to come, and that's all we see. That's not healthy either. It's not. So it's like I be- because honestly, what you just said that 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 that's how our government runs it runs on difference of opinion anytime a bill gets put into law yes you, we may see the headline that this is what the bill is supposed to do but once you start reading those amendments there are tiny amendments and, and clauses put in there just so i could get that one senator from utah to agree to this overarching bill I may not agree with it. It may not have anything to do with that. It may have been that um, cows get get um, more feed in yeah. my state. That's why I said yes to this bill. Yeah. So it's like I may not agree with everything that may come out of the wash of this long, long, long rent cycle. Yeah. I may not. Un- I may not agree, but I will say. As long as we get some of or something, something of subs- of substance, something substantial. Yeah. You know what, what I'm saying? That's where our energy has to go. We have to uh, put our energy in the place of what it takes to really bring change. Like you said, to have the right ask, um, educate ourselves on uh, whatever legislation is needed, whatever change is needed. Um, empowering our communities uh, to make sure that we're doing that. I think that one of the problems, and this is a whole other subject, but you said this earlier, um, we look at entertainers um, as, as, as spokespersons and our saviors. Well, we do that in politics as well. We view o- Barack Obama as our savior, as opposed to educating ourselves to do the things that are needed in our local communities or wherever the case may be to have some level of empowerment. We all know that as a black community, if we don't level up in some areas, we're never going to be able to really sit at the table with who makes the decisions and say, we can't, we can't go in a city hall or a town hall meeting just yelling black lives matter. We can't. We can't. We have to be able to say, okay, here's here's our proposal for police for reform. Here's our proposal for, you know, gentrification. Here's our proposal for, you know, economic public schools, our public school system. Here's our, you know, and again, it may not take everybody speaking. We need the right people speaking. But that's where energy's got to go. I think that I, this is the one time I will say, even as a business owner and a creative, creative i kind of wish social media didn't exist you know as 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 important and intentional um as social media can be i really wish um that 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 it it 
I don't know. The problem just, is that ev- because everyone has a voice on social media, regardless of how impactful that voice is, it can be just as loud. And it's nothing if wrong not with louder, your voice. if not louder than those that really could enact change. Right. It's nothing wrong with your voice. I think it's just like in a relationship. True. After you yell, you cuss, you stomp, you sleep in the other room, you don't talk for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Now what? Either, either we're going to come to this table and discuss like grown adults, whatever the offense was or whatever the situation was, yeah. and figure out how we're going to maneuver or we're going we're gonna to keep sleeping in separate rooms. We're going to keep arguing. We're going to keep, and that's going to eventually lead to divorce. To divorce. And I think, I think for us, I'm scared that many black people are, are, are crafting the mentality of we don't need them. Or we don't, and and that and, is a, and, that is that is a, a part of the discussion. And here's discussion. the thing: that may very well be true, but to be honest, that may not always be the case. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Or or we can do it ourselves, or we. Get, but to me, that's not the purpose of this movement. That's not the purpose of bringing change into our nation. We don't need them. It's not the mentality. Um, no, do we need them for everything? No, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. But what I what I am saying is it's not about alienating each other. It's about figuring out how we can coexist and and have some level of equality. We fought for integration. We I, I say we, I mean our forefathers and grandmothers and great-grandmothers and great-grandfathers and um fought for integration mm-hmm. to the point and now I feel like on some levels we're reverting back to separate but equal mm-hmm. I don't really think that's what we want no I don't either um, I really don't but we cannot just because we we are in America we all supposedly have the same rights and privileges um, so that's not which, going, which we know is not true, but it's not going away. That idea is not going away. It's not. It's the America experience. Um, and I'm not under the persuasion that if you don't like it, then get out. No, no, no. We just need to reform, form yeah. the mentality of those who are here. Cause evidently not everybody agrees with what that experiment is about. So I saw something that's funny. There's a statement that said you cannot be pro-black and be married to a white person. I saw that crap. You know, and 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 I'm gonna tell you what was alarming to me. And again, everybody's entitled to their own preference and opinion. Yeah. The comments. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I asked a friend that commented in agree in agreement with it. I said, that's like saying you can't be broke pro black and live in a white neighborhood. So okay. you gonna stay you gonna stay in the hood all your life? For some people I mean I mean that's that, that I have a friend of mine, I thought he was he was gonna live in the hood his entire life until he found better. He, I bet he ain't pressed to go back. But but the but the thing is, I I asked him, I said, Do you realize that almost every facet of your life is not work your workplace, mm-hmm. your your career, right? The school you went to is not saturated with black people, right? You understand what I'm saying? Like, so in my mind, I'm like, I I'm honestly that don't make you know if if you went to I don't care if you went to UCLA or 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 Harvard or or wherever the case may be that don't make you no less black. That's true. I mean, here's my thing: if you believe love is love. Then just believe love is love, because what you're saying is that you don't agree with that statement. What you're saying, uh, actually, what you're saying is that if you are black, you have to be with another black. That's not fair. It's Again, not fair. that's not America. 
at all. Now, um, it's funny to me that a lot of our black entertainers and athletes, when you do see who they're married with, absolutely. Usually it's That's the black man and a white for woman. An, for another, for another um, day, yeah. It, it's rarely, rarely, rarely the white man and a black woman, but yeah. it does happen, yeah. you know. But it's, for, the it's the other way around a lot of times. Yeah. Or if she's if she's not white, she's like Brazilian. Yeah. Or you know, some type of. Uh, she's got a little swirl to her. Anglo-Saxon. Esque, yeah, <laughs> but, but a little extra melanin somewhere in there. But 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 here's the thing, Debashi. What it also says subliminally is that we as black people don't believe that white people believe or will support pro pro black. That's true because it does say that. What it says is if 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 I have a problem with you as a black person dating or marrying somebody that's white. Why can't they be in support of us? Why does that have to be a negative? Mm-hmm. But in our minds, we don't view white people as allies. Not all. Not, not all. all. Not no, all. we don't. And, uh, and I think that yeah. is such a negative. Every white woman is not a Karen. No, they're not. They're not. Not every white woman. Not every. I don't know what the, the white male version of the Karen is. I don't know. Phil? Uh, Connor? I don't know. Um, I don't know what that would be. But. Not Jake. every, maybe okay. Jake from State Farm. Yes, gotcha. Jake is black though. Jake was black. Yeah, I thought what Jake was gonna be. No, Jake was black. He's black. Yep. But anyway, um, we again, we cannot paint this stroke of just because that that's what we're fighting about. We can't be hypocritical in this moment. I think it's happening. Then we gotta check our we got we we as a people, black people, have to check other black people in that. I mean, thankfully I, I have these multiple platforms to be able to do that, but that the same thing that we're asking white people to do, this as far as you need to talk to to your your mom, your daddy, your cousins, or whatever have you, if they using the N-word, that same energy that we're telling them to do, we need to be doing our own. We cannot yeah, it's we can't again, do that. It's a learning lesson, Ti, and and I guess we we can close with with this. But Ti uh, was asked a question. He uh, himself, Killer Mike and David Banner, I believe, are all on the mayor transition team as it pertains to like gentrification and reform and stuff like that, which I feel like is phenomenal. Um, three black men. I mean, let's be honest. It started as rappers. Yes, hustlers. And good rappers, you know, you know, <laughs> just kind of made their way up into a well-respected, just community activist. Um, a lot of, you know, they have a lot of them. The three of them they do a lot of activism. So, um, we all know that um, the mayor of Atlanta is black. Would they be that persistent if she wasn't? Probably not. That's a problem. And here's the reason why. Because the problem still exists. It does. You still need your voice. Now, now would the let's challenges see, be different? Would the challenges be different? See, with Probably. us is that we, we, we see a commonality. And our only commonality, to be honest, is that we, we, we share a similar hue and skin color. Mm-hmm. Not that we share the same views because there are black officials and um, um, politicians out there that don't really share the the, the majority view of the quote unquote black race, but when they see a commonality, it's like okay, I I have someone in the room that I think finally will listen to me. Yeah, it's not and that I we wouldn't put. That, I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah, I'm not saying. I, I, but I, yeah, I, I definitely don't, don't think it's. That's why I think that the energy would be different. Yeah, the energy absolutely. is different is because I am used to walking into rooms. There are where I am the only African American face in that room. So it's like, but let another black person, any other black person, walk through the door, and I automatically and this is another conversation that we don't really have. 
um, I automatically feel just a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. And naturally will gravitate to that person. I don't even have to know them from Adam. Yeah. But it, I mean. But I think it's the responsibility of you in that moment or a T.I. or David Banner or mm-hmm. to teach us how to coexist in those worlds. Yeah. And Some the of reason, us aren't ready. And, and, the, and the reason being is because. But we need to get ready. I don't believe in completely dismantling the system. I believe in learning the system and making the system work for you. Absolutely. I, I am. I, I My best friend, he believes in dismantling it and, and just, you know, burn it all down. Um, I personally don't agree with that because I believe that's going to be a whole lot harder to do and more of a struggle to do. I believe that if we mobilize, educate ourselves, there's makes no sense that we don't have more black officials running for offices. Yeah. There are some senators and um, house representatives that have been in office in the same exact office for 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense that they don't have a strong opponent that is learned enough to to build confidence in those around them or even other progressives or other you even gotta be a progressive because I don't I don't believe that this country needs to be one hundred percent progressive because I think then Arab it'll just be a free for all and it'll be Solomon Gomorrah. So I think that we need just need to have more people interested in the system that's already set. This is a system that was here way before any of us re- even knew what it was. Mm-hmm. If we had 400 years of slavery, that means that was 400 years of a system that ha- was constantly being tweaked and whatever have you. So by the time we actually got some form of a voice, we got a lot of learning to do. Yeah. And a lot more influence to do. So we need to get to work in doing that because we're not going to create a brand new black only government. That's not going to happen. No. So learn the way that you're in. Infiltrate gotta, from the back. We got to get in it. And make those changes that you want to see. We got to Support get in the it. right candidates. Hold your, can- your, your, um, your elected officials to um, account for what they say. And if they don't do it in two years, vote them out. Find somebody else to be put in. Pay attention to who's running in those midterm elections because those matter way more than this presidential. The president is a figurehead. It doesn't matter who he is. He is yeah. a figurehead. He doesn't come up with the laws. He doesn't make the laws. He only signs them once they've already been agreed upon. Learn the system. Mm-hmm. Don't be unaware out here. I don't understand. Don't. There, there, Yes, we fought for the right to vote, and of course, electoral college is a is a, is a sham, and yeah. I, I disagree with it one hundred percent. But you can dismantle that electoral college at the local level. When they start, we we are in a census year this year, and so many people have gotten that email or that letter and have done nothing yep. to do with it. That means you, as a person, are not counted in this country. We have so many 18-year-olds uh, or people about to turn 18 that this will be the first time that they ever voted in, in their life. If you've thrown that paper away, you need to go back and find it. Yeah, We need to be counted. In this country, um, African-Americans are what, 20% of the population? 13, I think. 13, I'm sorry. 13% of the population. You know why that number is probably so low? Because we, we have so many people who haven't even said that I'm, an, I'm, I'm a citizen here. Just because you have a social security card means nothing. You are a name in a roster. Make yeah, sure yourself true. are counted. Count, please, somebody. I'm hoping somebody listens to this. Make sure that you are counted and you are spoken for. And once you are spoken for, go out there, exercise, exercise your right to vote for whom you believe would have your best interest in heart. If you don't know who that person is, because that's also an excuse, educate yourself. The internet is out there. It's, it, there is more on the internet than just social media and porn. Do your research. Oh, dear. It's the truth, though. I'm just saying. It is the truth. 
and I and I think that's a great way to end because I I think we have to have some level of um as we said in our first episode grace but we got to start having these conversations y'all we can't just be canceling everybody shutting everybody off stop using this brand stop using that brand um you know at the end of the day it may take I'm all about enlightening you know, I, I have, I'm a conversationalist, so I can sit down and talk to somebody and leave away like, hmm, I never even thought about that. You know, um, yes, it is something that is deep-rooted race and your perspective of race is something that is deep-rooted, but it's deep-rooted on both sides of the spectrum. Yeah. So, you know, we can expect for somebody, you know, who's been a racist to change overnight. Yeah. Just like us as black people, mm-hmm. we don't, we're not changing overnight. You know, so I think that we need to start having these conversations and really just seeing where we can invoke some type of change um, between, you know, like you said, in your world, you know, start with your world, start with your circle, start with your coworkers, you know, have those conversations. And at the end of the day, you may meet somebody that is a flat out racist, don't like black people, feel they should be suppressed. And you know what? You learn how to deal with them and you move accordingly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because cause to be honest, it's black people out here that's prejudiced. Yep, absolutely. You know, I know the whole narrative people say black people can't be racist. You know, I, I, I get that. But there, there are bigots out here. There, there are people out here are just as prejudiced. People out here that don't like Hispanics, Latinos. People out here that don't like, you know. So at the end of the day, it's like we all got to learn from this. We We all have to learn from this. And if we don't learn the lesson... In this moment, like you said, our country is in trouble. Yes. We're already in trouble, but our country is even more in trouble because we have even, from the race and political issues, it is such a major divide. I'm telling you, even from the political party, somebody made a statement. They're like, hey, I think we should take political titles and political parties off and just let people vote blindly. Because it used to be a day where you didn't even know who was what. Mm-hmm. Your political party was your personal preference. Yeah. You kept it to yourself. Now we able to say, if you're a Trump supporter, so and so, so, why do you even know they supported Trump? Why do you even know they voted for him? Why do you even know she's a Republican? You understand they what said I'm it. But at the same time, it it should be <laughs> my personal right because it's my personal right and it should be confidential. That's true. But now it is it is spilled over into not only politics. But race, mm-hmm. class, yeah, and look at where we are. So I just think we just got to learn the lesson. So we basically said all of that to say, let's stop with the energy and the cancel culture. Let's stop focusing our energy and, and, and our, our perspectives there. And let's figure out how we can really dismantle this thing called racism and divide in America. How are we going to do it? One person, conversation, interaction, experience at a time. Absolutely. All right, guys. Black lives still matter. (laughs) We out.